afternoon, evening, hello, everybody, and welcome to the first of what I hope to be many episodes of the Royal Deluxe Podcast, a podcast about the Kansas City Royals by me. I'm Lux. At least, that's what I tell people. And I'm just a guy on the internet with a microphone, but I like watching the Royals, and I talk about them a lot, and this is something that I've been telling myself to do for a very long time. For years and years, I've been like, hey, I should, I should I, you know, I should start doing a podcast about the Royals, because, you know, I like talking about the Royals, and I already do podcasts, and I talk about lots of things. You know, why don't I just combine my hobbies and skills and activities together and do a Royals podcast? It makes so much sense. And then I just, like, clam up, because it's like... <laughs> Uh, why not? And then I just like, I'm like, yeah, maybe, maybe I'll just wait till next season. And that's, uh, the story of my life. But no more, no more of that. I don't care if this podcast sucks. It's the worst podcast ever. You, you know, if, if that's, if that's the case, fine. At least I did it. At least I did something I told myself I would eventually do. So whatever happens, happens. In any case, thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much from seriously from the bottom of my heart. Thank you from for making me a part of your day. However, you may be uh, listening to this or consuming this or whatever, even if you're not actually paying attention and just like, eh, just just some guy with a microphone. I'll just like put this on while I'm like, I don't know, doing my my college homework or whatever. That's totally cool. I really, really appreciate you. And uh, if you want to reach out, you know, uh, shout out the fact that you're listening or whatever. I would love to hear from all of you. So if you, you can contact me uh, via email, that's probably maybe the easiest and just, I don't know, most convenient way of doing it for everybody. Uh, Royal Deluxe Podcast at gmail.com. That is the contact email. Or uh, follow me on Twitter at Royal Deluxe Pod. Uh, there's nothing on the Twitter right now. <laughs> I'm working on it. We'll get there one step at a time. Um, or I'm also on the Royals subreddit, the fan-made subreddit for the Royals, r slash KC Royals. For some reason, I am allowed to moderate it and help run it. Um, I don't know why anybody had such a crazy idea of letting me do that, but, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much always on there talking in the game threads. You know, we have threads for every single game, talking about it moment to moment, and there are lots of wonderful people on there. So I encourage you to check that out if you, if you're not there already. It's a lot of fun. Anyway. So for this podcast, as for what's going to happen, uh, generally for most episodes, I'm thinking, you know, most episodes are going to be like a post game recap, you know, talk about what happened during whatever game, you know, then talk about, you know, whatever, whatever that, that means. Talk about some player doing something, what I want for the next game or week or whatever. Uh, the, what, whatever, whatever happens, you know, but usually we're going to have a sort of post game discussion, talk about things, which, you know, will be most days for the next six months or so. Cause you know, it's a lot, a lot, a lot of baseball games. And then in off days, either I'll just take the day off and not drop a podcast or we'll talk about something more broad. Maybe just talk about things that are going on around the league that don't necessarily involve the Royals, you know. We'll, we'll see. I'd like to just say, you know, we'll get there when we get there. You know, it'll be a day by day thing. And like I said, lots of games, lots of, uh, lots of opportunities, lots of, lots of different opportunities to talk. 
And so for our first episode, since we're not really going to um, – I'm not really going to talk about spring training or anything like that because uh, I can't really watch spring trainings so or I haven't really been able to see much. And then – I mean I don't want to talk about stats or whatever because it's like it's spring training. You can only take the stats so seriously for that. Um, so instead today – uh, for the first episode, I'm going to talk about expectations, kind of what I want to see from the Royals this year, what I expect from them. I'm going to give, I'm going to give my, um, my regular season win-loss prediction. That's going to be the main thing. And then it's going to be a lot of me, uh, trying to justify it because it might be a bit of a crazy prediction, might be a bit of a hot take. That's fine. Um, and then tomorrow, uh, t- tomorrow, Wednesday will be the day where I just kind of, I'll kind of do a lightning round of the Royals roster. The, I think it's 28 man roster now because they're starting the season with slightly expanded rosters. So we'll just kind of go through each player and give a small comment on them. I'll just give them a grade, like review their 2021 season and what I hope to see from them in 2022. You know, we'll do that tomorrow, and then, you know, Thursday is opening day. So maybe I'll do a double feature where I kind of do, like, a, a pregame sort of discussion, but who knows? I'm actually going to opening day, so that'll probably just take up my entire day, so I might not actually have time to do a pregame thing. And then, you know, after the game, we'll, we'll we'll talk about that, and, you know, the season will officially kick off. And then maybe Friday I'll do, you know, again, if I have time on Friday, you know, I might just take the day off because it's an off day, like I said. But I also have a written predictions for every team in MLB, so maybe I'll talk about that on Friday. And then, you know, regular season will, like, really kick off, and we'll really get into the the rhythm of just watching games and discussing every single game that's happening. So, yeah. So, for today, like I said, want to give my predictions for this season, because last year, last year I was almost dead on. I said the Royals were going to win 75 games. And they won 74, which I'm not mad about because, I mean, honestly, at, at, at this, at that point, like, it's like, what's one more loss, really? I don't think it affected our draft pick or, or whatever. Like, I mean, I don't know. We could have lost two more and gotten a higher draft pick slightly, but then we just pick some random kid out of Vermont and you guys would complain about it. So whatever, it doesn't matter. But since I was, you know, so close that time, I want to be a little bit more bold this time around. And so here we go. My prediction for how many wins the Royals will have in the regular season this year is 84, 84, and 78. That's what I think the Royals are going to have in the regular season. That's going to be their record, which I understand, you know, might be might be a little bit of, of, of you know, some people might find that a little bit extreme. I mean, really, if, if I was, you know, being extreme, that would be, I would just go full optimism and say, yeah, this team's winning 100 games and going to the World Series. But, you know, let's be realistic here. Let's be a little more reasonable. But 84. All right. that That is bold because I'm saying the Royals are going to have a winning season. And with one extra team going into, into the playoffs, that's actually like genuine – that's like really reaching for a playoff spot right there. It's, it's, it's possible. And, you know, here's why I'm saying this. A big reason is because in the second half of 2021, the Royals stabilized and had a 500 season. All right. Like I, I said the Royals would win 75 games last, last year, but they also did so in just the most, Bizarre and just 
incomprehensible way possible. Like, I didn't expect, you know, best record in baseball going into May, followed by an 11-game losing streak, followed by a 16-9 and stretch or something, and then followed by, like, a 4-22 and stretch or something ridiculous. Like, I, w- I wouldn't have predicted it like that. I'm at least glad that, you know, they were able to even out in the uh, later on in the season, so it's good that we didn't just have like a really hot start, and then like when we're actually con- genuinely thinking about playoffs in you know July or August, then everything falls apart. So you know that's nice, but you know in the second half a- after it's kind of like the worst was over, and then post All Star break, you know you you saw this team kind of stabilizing and becoming kind of competent and like all areas like we at first had i think genuinely the worst pitching staff in the mlb like we were like the worst in giving up runs and i think we gave up the most walks and we're getting the least the the least strikeouts and even just like throwing strikes in general like just a matter of throwing in the zone i think the royals were dead last in and it was just it was just ugly dude it was horrible and then second half all that started to kind of stabilize and we became kind of respectable. I think we ended up in about league average for all of those things. And I think it shows with how, you know, team goes 500 in July, uh, 12 and 12 in July, 14 and 14 in August, 14, 14 in September, one and two in October. So, okay, I guess we had our, I guess we were sub 500 in second half or whatever. But, you know, it's like we actually did kind of become a competent team, a respectable and competitive team. In the second half, you know, we were going up against actually good teams like the Mariners and the, I mean, I guess you can argue about the Mariners, whatever, but, but like the, the athletics and the Astros and the White Sox and, and, you know, we were actually taking games from them. We were actually taking wins from, from them, trading blows with them, going toe to toe with them. You know, it was actually, I dare say it was a pretty decent and watchable baseball team in that second half. And I'm really leaning into that. I'm leaning into some improvements, kind of going further. And, of course, as you all know, we've got the number one prospect. I mean, if you can argue that he's number two, whatever. The number one prospect in baseball, Bobby Witt Jr., is coming up. And I do think he's going to make a pretty big impact. I mean, maybe not like – I don't want to get my hopes up and be like – yeah, he's going to be an MVP. It's going to be like 2017 Aaron Judge up in this. And I'm like, nah, I'll take a, a two or three war season from him. You know, just be a solid rookie of the year candidate. That's all I really ask, honestly. I don't want to, you know, just get my hopes up so I can be disappointed so that we can all yell bust after, you know, May 2nd where he's hitting 202 or something like that. But I do think he'll contribute, and I think that will help improve a team that has already started to improve that already started to improve in 2021 and i you know things that i think will carry over in fact i kind of have a list of the the main talking points the main list of concerns that uh i will read off to you and then i will address them one by one so here we go i separated them into pitching and hitting hitting um all the pitcher complaints they kind of have like a bracket that points to Cal Eldred, so uh, that that's that's I guess a uh, a large covering issue. But anyway, all the list li- list of talking points: Brad Keller sucks now, Chris Bubich mid, Brady Singer hates changeups, Mike Miner getting wrecked in the sixth inning, Danny Duffy broke, Jackson Kowar bottom text, 
HDH is dead, and Irvin Santana sucks. And then for hitting, Wit is declining, Salvi can't walk, Nikki can't homer, Santana can't do anything, MAT can only field, Solaire had one good season, Benintendi is inconsistent, Hunter Dozier lol, Mondesi broke again, and Ryan O'Hearn exists. So those are the main talking points, and I'd like to you know address them one by one. So here we go. This will all contribute to me saying that, uh, yeah, the Royals are actually going to be kind of a good team this year. So Brad Keller. So Brad Keller had a pretty bad 2021, 5.3 ERA, you know, pretty lame. But Brad Keller isn't like Jacob Junis. You know, this isn't someone who's like had a couple of good starts, you know, occasionally shows some pretty nasty stuff. And we're like, oh, man, this guy, he's the real deal. We just need to give him more opportunities or something like that. No, Brad Keller has been consistent and consistently decent for the three years that he's been in the league before 2021. You know, this is just. This is just someone – look, he's not a Cy Young winner or anything like that. He's not even necessarily much more than a slightly above average pitcher. But, you know, he comes in and gets the job done. You know, he's just been the guy. He's just been this – the rock in the rotation that, you know, you, you know, you can – you know, he just contributes. He just contributes positively to any team. So the fact that his 2021 went so awful for the most part, it's like, yeah, what happened? What exactly went wrong here? But then you look at his final nine starts and you get a 3.42 ERA. So he actually did kind of get it together halfway through the season. And then unfortunately, he missed a few starts at the end. He His season ended in August. He had some sort of Injury. I don't remember what it was, like shoulder inflammation or, or something. He's fine now, it seems. But I'm going to lean into those final nine starts where we got regular Brad Keller, just a decent starting pitcher again. So I'm going to say, yeah, I don't think Brad Keller does suck now. I think, you know, he just had some weird issue in 2021 that he overall fixed by the end of the season. I'm buying into getting 2019 Brad Keller this season. Just a low four ERA starting pitcher. That's really all I ask for, and that's I think all we need to expect from him. And I think he'll he'll be able to deliver again. All right, then Chris Bubich. Chris Bubich mid uh, his ERA for the season was about 4.4, which isn't amazing, but at the same time, I don't know. Is this even really a complaint? I don't know. Does any, did anyone actually complain about Chris Bubich? I guess his FIP was kind of high. It was 5.14, which isn't great. But consider this. It's only his second season and also the first season in the majors where he actually had like a, 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 a starting, starter, starting pitcher workload. You know, he threw 130 innings. So, I mean, I don't know if he's going to just have like a kind of mediocre season in, in just his second year, then yeah, I, I think that's going to be fine. Plus, once again, you look at the second half, second half, 3.6 ADRA post all star break. And that includes just a couple of really bad starts, like one game where he only had one inning and then gave up seven runs. Another one, he had four innings and five earned runs. You know, you take those two starts away and then and – I and I know this is cherry picking, obviously. But beyond that, it's like you see a lot of six innings, one run. Six innings, one run. Six innings, two runs. It's like he actually goes out there – it's like he was actually going out there and shoving for a good part of the second half. So – yeah, if we're, if Chris Bubich was just having a mediocre season, 
for the most part, and then just it slowly got better over time. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of liking Chris Bubich in 2022. I'm gonna I'm gonna expect him to be again if kind of maybe maybe no worse than Brad Keller, you know, and just be a low four ERA pitcher. I'll take that, but I think he can be even better than that. I think he'll actually come into his own as a pretty respectable starting pitcher. Now here's a weird one. Uh, Brady Singer doesn't like throwing the changeup or whatever. Um, I'm not really going to get into that personally, but he did have kind of a meh, uh, sophomore season. Wasn't great. And this time I can't even really cherry pick the second half or anything because it wasn't great. Although he did, I did go to those, the game where he, uh, he threw seven scoreless innings against the White Sox, which was pretty amazing. I guess I'll concede on this one. I can't really say anything to defend Singer, at least in a way that'll be like, oh yeah, Singer's definitely got it this, this time. He's totally fine. I mean, we know he's got all the potential in the world. We know he absolutely can be a great pitcher. It's just that, I don't know, last year, he just had a big problem with, uh, with control. That was just a huge issue for him. Maybe him not throwing the changeup had something to do with it. I, I'm, again, I don't even really want to get into that, but I guess I'll give you this one. Brady Singer is a bit of a question mark this year. This is something that, you know, we hope that will improve throughout the season. I guess we'll just have to see. So I guess I'll just leave it at that one. Uh, Mike Miner getting wrecked in the sixth inning. That was a big issue. Um, I wanted to talk about how Mike Miner, weirdly enough, his, his ERA was high, but his FIP was actually pretty much identical to his 2019 season, you know, the one where he was actually really good. So, uh, I have no idea how that happens, but it doesn't matter because he's not on the team anymore. Danny Duffy getting injured for like the thousandth time, you know, sucks to see because Danny Duffy was actually my favorite Royal. Uh, I have, I have his jersey. I'm a really big fan of D- Danny Duffy. was really hoping he would be like a true ace for the Royals. And it looked like it was actually starting to happen last year. Then he gets injured because of course he does. Uh, but again, doesn't matter because he's not on the team anymore. Jackson Kowar. Um, this is another weird one and another one that is just very questionable. Um, I would like to say that the worst is over because I don't know how you really get worse than like a 12 ERA or whatever it was. Also, I don't know how, you know, he goes from just completely dominating AAA, having like a 1.5 ERA or something ridiculous, and then just coming up in the majors and, you know, you have to move the decimal point to the right. I, I don't know, man. And another thing is like, again, Cal Eldred doesn't seem to know, but I'd like to hope that he changed something in this offseason and will be uh, back better. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing him in the bullpen just to get some reps there before, you know, moving back into the starting rotation. I'm actually not entirely sure what this rotation is. Uh, I don't know if they've announced it completely. I think it's Granky, Granky, Keller, Bubich. I think those are the three guaranteed. And then maybe Brady Singer. I don't know. Whatever. Like I said, we'll talk about the 28 man roster, uh, tomorrow. And then, um, so, so I guess I'll concede again that Jackson Kowar, not, not a guarantee. Um, but I, I think he might be better. But then, um, HDH is dead, RIP, and Irvin Santana sucks. I don't actually think Irvin Santana sucks. I think he did his job. Like, I mean, he wasn't great, obviously, but like, you know, he came in, he, he, he filled in, basically. Seemed to mentor Carlos Hernandez a little bit, which worked pretty well. And I'm not even, and, 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 like, Carlos Hernandez is a positive. I'm not even, like, 
talking about him because this is just about the complaints that people have for for uh, going forward for the Royals or like complaints about last season because you know I haven't even mentioned you know just the studs in the bullpen that we have Scott Barlow love that guy Josh Stamont love that guy Jake Brents I thought was pretty fantastic I think the workload kind of caught up to him but you know still it's like we have a solid bullpen honestly and whether Carlos Hernandez is going to be in that or in the rotation, I think we're going to be better off with him. And maybe that's thanks to Irvin Santana. Anyway, the HDH combo, RIP. I mean, I know her, Herrera was, Kelvin Herrera wasn't like on the team or anything, but Wade Davis and Greg Holland, both bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were, but they're not on the team anymore. So it doesn't really matter. So that's fine. That's how, that's how we address these problems. They're not on, they're not going to be problems anymore because they're not on the team anymore. So I don't know what else uh, I should say. Yeah, those were like the the big problems and the big concerns with like 2021. Either they've been addressed because they're not around anymore or they already improved in 2021. And, you know, Singer and Kowar, maybe not, but I would like to believe that they that they have. I feel like we saw the worst from them. If not, I guess I'll be surprised. Let's put it that way. Now for hitters, the complaints with the hitters. One of them is that wit is declining. This is something that people have been saying since like 2019 or something because they're just mad that we haven't traded him. Whit Merrifield is fine. Uh, I, I do dislike the fact that they're putting him in right field instead of second base where he almost won a gold glove. I just don't think this is the optimal defensive position. Uh, but I guess we'll address that a little bit later, but Whit Whit Merrifield is fine. I don't even, I don't even really want to talk about this because I just disagree with him being any sort of issue or, you know, just the fact that he's declining. I like, like, like how? Because he's hitting 275. What, what do you want, man? I don't know. Salvi can't walk. He can't take pitches. Yeah, because he sees a pitch go three inches off the plate and then he puts it into the fountains. That's, that's what he does. He just hits home runs. He also ha- ha- hits a lot of home runs because he just swings at pitches outside of the zone and then hits them from home runs. <laughs> it's whatever, man. <laughs> We're not complaining. I will not allow any complaints about Salvador Perez at this time. Thank you. Rejected. Discarded. Nikki can't homer. This is actually a valid complaint. This is a valid – or not a complaint but a concern because history has shown that these high-contact, no-power hitters don't – necessarily age all that well and, and and i don't even just and i didn't say low power i said no power like whit merrifield has low power lorenzo kane has low power but they still would hit like i don't know a few home runs or at the very least smack some doubles around nicky lopez doesn't hit the ball particularly hard he can he can at least leg out some doubles or triples but yeah, he has absolutely no power whatsoever, and that's not necessarily a good thing. I just don't know. Like, maybe he can, maybe he can survive like this for a little while longer at the very least, which I would at least like to see, especially since he's just such a fantastic infielder, just such a great defensive shortstop, which once again, we're not actually using him at shortstop, which I think is weird and dumb and not optimal, but whatever, dude. But at the very least, he is really good at uh, contact hitting. He's at so I don't know. Maybe he can just keep that up. I'd like to see that happen. Um, he also takes pitches pretty decently and doesn't strike out. So at the very least, that's not an issue. 
Yeah, the, the lack of power, it is a bit of, of a concern. But at the very least for now, it seems to be fine. So I'll accept that. Even if Nikki doesn't hit 300 this season, even if it goes down to like, I don't know, 280 or so, I think it'll be fine. I'm going to be okay with Nikki this season. I think he'll be okay. All right, Santana, Carlos Santana can't do anything, seemingly. Yeah, he had a pretty uh, abysmal season. At least, well, he had a pretty abysmal second half. But there also are some uh, reports that are that, that were saying that Santana was just injured throughout the second half of the season. So, and given how poorly he was hitting, it's like, yeah, maybe maybe that's true. Because, like, even in 2020... Like, in 2020, his batting average was below 200, but he was also the league leader in walks. And the fact that he wasn't even doing that when he was in his, you know, terrible second half, it's like, yeah, it was it was, it was was pretty weird. But he also had this amazing first half where he had an on-base over 400, which is like, a Royals player with a 400 on-base? How is that possible? So I'm going to buy into the fa- into this sort of, Injury. I'm going to say that that was what was giving him trouble, and I'm going to hope that it gets better because this offense with Carlos Santana is like, like seriously, Santana was a godsend in that April month when we were, you know, winning games and all that. Because having someone in the lineup not just strike out on two pitches every time was really great and really fun to see. So. Yeah, I, I think we'll get a better year from Santana. I I mean, we probably will get a better year from Santana no matter what, because it's like it's hard to get worse than uh than that twenty twenty one. But I think I think that two fifty four hundred uh season that he was having before supposedly getting injured, I think we'll see that again. Or even something like like twenty twenty where you know his batting average kind of sucks, but then he's still got a three fifty on base, so that that's fine. I'll take a three fifty on base no matter what, really. MAT can only field. Now, MAT I don't think was an issue necessarily because he's just such an amazing fielder. He's he's probably the best defensive center fielder we've ever had. But yeah, doesn't hit very well. Doesn't hit well at all, maybe. Um, and I just think this is more of an issue of just whatever we've got going on in center field. It's like we don't have a seemingly long-term solution for it. It's like this is more of a... Like I like I'm fine with MAT and I'm I'm actually really glad we gave him an extension because I feel like he deserves it and it's only nine million dollars for two years total so you know I think that's totally fine but yeah you don't want to have MAT in your lineup every day you know we had him starting 142 games last season or maybe not I don't know if he actually started 142 games but still it's like I don't know if you want to be doing that. But also, if you're not starting MAT in center field, who are you starting in center field? Kyle Isbell? Is Kyle Isbell the solution? I don't know. Is Edward Olivares the solution? Royals front office doesn't seem to think so. They think he uh, just belongs in a taxi. Not even at AAA, just in a taxi going either from or to Omaha. So I, I think that's the issue. Just the 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 lack of a clear permanent or at least long-term or viable solution in center field. But at the very least, I think MAT does his job well, even if it's only, you know, half of what you want to see from a player or whatever. 
Soler only had one good season. Yeah, he had the he had the good ju- juice ball season where he hit 48 home runs, and then you know he sucked in 2021, so we traded him. But that's also how it ends. He he's traded. He's not on the team anymore, so we can't really talk about him in the context of 2022 because he doesn't play for the Royals in 2022. Benintendi was inconsistent, and yeah. Benintendi was a little bit inconsistent, but it was, I think he mostly suffered from like a slow start. Like his April wasn't good, but then afterwards he actually was hitting above 300 for, through the month of May and I think June. Then he got injured and came back and basically repeated it that. Like it's like he, he got, he gets injured, misses a month or so, then comes back once again, not hitting very well, but then after a month or some weeks, he starts hitting well, like over 300 for a, a stretch of time, and then the season ends. Or I, I don't know. What does that say for his 2022? What should I expect from his 2022? I, I don't know. Not entirely sure, but honestly, I'm just kind of fine with him. Like he, he, he still had a pretty decent season. He was still like a, a positive hitter in this lineup. Uh, he had he has Gold Glove defense, as we just saw. So yeah, I'm just gonna be okay with Ben and Andy. I don't really think it's gonna be. Uh, I don't think he's gonna be that. Uh, I don't really think he's going to be a problem this season. And then Hunter Dozier, lol. Um, yeah. Well, Hunter Dozier was basically the worst hitter in baseball for a good chunk of the season. But then let me let me cherry pick that second half for you again and say Hunter Dozier in the second half was actually not terrible. He had a two sixty one average and a three thirty one on base. It's like Eric Hosmer numbers. <laughs> yeah, he's Eric Hosmer again. Um, but making like a hundred million less dollars. So I guess that's fine. Um, but also not a gold glove winner. In fact, actually his defensive metrics are horrible. If you go in baseball reference, it said he had like a negative 2.5 war last season, which, and most of that just comes from his defense. Like his offensive war is like negative 0.5. It's not that low. Uh, although it's not good, obviously, but anyway, I don't know. I think that's just really weird. It's like, you, I look at him, he, he, he seems to pass the eye test. He doesn't look like a terrible fielder, but then it just gets obliterated by metrics. I, I don't know what, what's going on there, but in any case, Hunter Dozier, horrible, basically the worst first half ever, but then actually a kind of decent second half that was getting a little bit closer to the 2019 Hunter Dozier that we all know and love. I would like to say that that's a, that will carry over into 2022, especially because kind of like our boy Santana seems like he was injured when he was playing badly, which I, I don't know why the Royals are making these guys play injured when they're not good at it. Just, just put them on the injured list and let them fix their stuff so that they stop sucking. Uh, that seems to be a way better idea, but uh, I don't know, man. I would just like – I'm going to bank on that second half and also the fact that Hunter Dozier has been successful in the past with similar numbers. Yeah, I, I'm going to say Hunter Dozier might be fine. I mean, I'm, it's unlikely that he's going to be like great, maybe not even worthy of the extension that the team gave him for some weird reason. I don't know why they did that, but whatever it is, what it is at this point. Let's just hope that it's not going to be as bad as 2021. That would be kind of a shocker. All right, and Mondesi broke again. I don't even know what to say about Mondesi. It's like I like I agree. I don't want to be 
I don't want to be a, a modesty anti or anything because I'm like, I'm with everyone else. I want him to be good. I agree that he has all the talent and potential in the world. He just hasn't either. He hasn't put it together. There's just always something going on with modesty. There's just always something wrong. It's either he's going through something mentally or he's going through something physically. And I'm not like trying to criticize him as a person or anything for, for, for having issues like that or anything. Like I get it. I understand. Right. But, you know, now we're at like year seven or something of, oh, man, maybe this is the year where we'll have – where Montessi will be a superstar MLB player. And I, I don't know, dude. I just find it very weird that we're using him as our starting shortstop when Nicky Lopez has already had a better career than him, I, I think. But I don't know. Maybe – Maybe this will be the year, guys. So, yeah, that's that's just another big question mark, but it's been the question mark for like six years, so it is what it is. And then another one is uh, Ryan O'Hearn. That, that's the last point I have. Yeah, I don't know why Ryan O'Hearn is on the roster. Um, nothing. There's nothing that Ryan O'Hearn does that has made me think, oh, yeah, we should uh, keep fielding this guy as an MLB player. Because he hasn't hit well, like, at all since his, like, very short 2018 debut. But I don't know. Someone in the Royals front office just thinks that he's amazing. So he's still here. Um, better luck next time, I guess. I'm rooting for him because I want him to be good. Because if he's good, that will make the team better. Yeah, but, yeah, I don't know why we're not just sending out Nick Prado or my boy Vinny Pasquantino. But it is what it is, so that's the deal with Ryan O'Hearn. And that's the deal with the 2022 Royals. That was pretty much the major talking points that, or at least the points of concern, going into the 2022 season. I think that most of them have been addressed and improved upon already. There have been already been solutions or fixations in place. And so that's why I, I buy into the Royals not only being... A, a, a better team than last year, but actually being a pretty respectable and competitive team in 2022. Like I said, 84 78. That's the record I'm actually, but I'm actually predicting. I mean, give or take a few losses. I'm fine with that, but that's what I want from the season. That will make me very happy. So I think that's going to do it for this discussion and that's going to do it for this episode. So like I said, if you have anything to say in response, please let me know in uh, whatever way possible. Royal Deluxe Podcast at gmail.com is one. Uh, the Reddit thread that I'll post this on will, will uh, be another place. Just contact me there wherever. I would love to hear from you. But even if I don't, I thank you very much from the bottom of my heart for making me part of your day. Thank you very much for listening to the Royal Deluxe Podcast. Thank you for making this part of your day, and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your morning, afternoon, evening. My name's Lux. Go Royals.